community. And I couldn't help but think while that song was being sung, you know, Jesus is there when we need Him. I need a witness right there. Uh, You were there for me. But do you realize, do you realize some of the, some of the ways that the Lord Jesus is there for us is through other people? We are the body of Christ. Say that with me. We are the body of Christ. You say, well, how was the Lord with me when that person came over and, and held your hand in that difficult hour? He was there for you. Uh, Miss, Miss uh, Sheila, is Miss Sheila in the house? Uh, Miss Sheila, you, you mentioned about a, a certain person in this church that was such a great blessing to you, then all of a sudden God told you, that's me working through that person. You were there for me. Listen, community is about being there for each other. If you have your Bibles, I want you to turn with me to Acts chapter number 2. Acts chapter number 2, if you'll turn quickly. Uh, I don't usually do this, but I, I feel an overwhelming urge to do it now. So we're just going to do it. Amen? We'll, we'll do all the rest of that stuff uh, uh, in just a moment. But I want you to read with me in Acts chapter 2 in verse number 41. Uh, Acts chapter 2 and verse number 41. Never, never let there a doubt be in your mind that you ever think that God doesn't know your need. He knows your need, and He's well able to meet that need. Let's read Acts chapter 2 and verse 41. Are you there? Say amen. Then they that gladly received His word were baptized. And the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. And that's what I call revival. Say amen. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. And fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. And all that believed were together and had all things common, and sold their possessions and goods and parted them to all men, as every man had need. And they continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people and the Lord. Say that with me. And and the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. Dear Heavenly Father, Thank you so much for your word. Thank you for your presence. Lord, I pray that you'll pour your spirit upon me now as I preach your word. Lord, every point, every sub-point is coming directly out of Scripture. And I pray in Jesus' name that you'll anoint your word. God, your word will not return void. The power is in this book. And I pray in Jesus' name that you'll let that power flow today. Open our minds, open our hearts to your word today. God, help me and give me the wisdom I need. Give me the anointing I need. Give me that unction from on high that I may preach your word. Lord, let the preaching be easy today. Lord, we'll thank you for it. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you for being here today. If you are a first-time attender, we welcome you. We thank you for coming. And I hope we can be a blessing to you and an encouragement to you. Uh, uh, But if you've been coming a while, there's some things we need to deal with. There's some areas that we need to understand about what church is all about. We find the Bible says the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. The word church is ecclesia, which we know means a called out assembly. God has called us out from this world. We are a different folk. We are a different breed. We just different. God has called us out and set us apart 
for his purpose. Say amen right there. Uh, but we know, we know, uh, we, we, there's so many people confused about what church is supposed to be. About when I say church, I'm not necessarily talking about this building or, or uh, this institution. I'm talking about we as the body of Christ, how we are supposed to operate and treat one another. Uh, uh, the church... Some people have the idea uh, that we come and we sit and, and, and we, we watch what's happening and we get involved and we can even enjoy that. There are certain folks that will come and they will sit and they will enjoy what's happening. They will enjoy the singing and, and, and they will enjoy the preaching, but then they will go home and, and, and that's about all church means to them. But that was not what God had in mind. God did not have in mind a place where you could come like a theater and spectate all the, uh, the activities and spectate all of the things that was in front of you almost as a style of entertainment and then go back home. That was not what God had in mind. In Acts chapter number 2, in Acts chapter number 2, we find that this is the beginning. This is the kickstart of the church. Uh, listen, this is the kickstart of the early church there. There was 120 in an upper room that was praying and waiting on the power of God because in Acts chapter 1, he said, But ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the earth. So these 120 believers were in the upper room, and they were praying and waiting and seeking God. I believe believe with all my heart. I don't believe that they was in a place outside. I believe they was around the temple because the Bible says in Luke, at the last verse of chapter, uh, in Luke, the Bible says that they were continually in the temple praising and worshiping God. They was around the house of God. And God fell on them people and son, revival took place. The Spirit of God came on those 120 believers and they began to prophesy. They began to magnify God and a miracle took place. God let 17 different nationalities, 17 different languages, they could understand the one voice that was coming out of them Jewish believers. There was a miracle of tongues. It was not a lot of jibber-jabber. It was not a lot of the stuff that you hear on the radio or you see on TV or you may have witnessed in some other place. You say, well, I don't like that. I don't care what you don't like. I'm preaching the Bible. Listen, they understood, they understood in their own language the magnifying works of God. It was an incredible miracle, and they seen, they could not believe it. I mean, they were blown away, and this, and Peter stood up, and he began to preach the death, burial, and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. He started preaching the gospel wide open, saying, Jesus the Son of God came, and you with wicked hands have crucified and killed him. But God the Father raised him up the third day. He is sitting at the right hand of the Father, and salvation is in his name and only in his name. And they said, men and brethren, what must we do? I like it when people get to that place that they have this, and they've turned out pride and got rid of pride and said, just tell us what we need to do. And they said, men and brethren, what must we do? He said, repent. Repent. It was the same message John the Baptist had. It was the same message Jesus had. Repent of your sins and turn to Christ. And be baptized and ye shall be saved. And the Bible said, And they that gladly received his word were baptized. And the Lord added unto them 3,000 souls. Say amen. Now, I said all that to say this. That is the beginning. That's where it all started. That Listen, that's where the kickstart happened. That is where it's there. And now here we go. Here we are. The church is on a roll. The church is going. But what did they do? How did they react? 
How did they operate in that deal? You know what God did? He created community. Community. Now, let me, let me describe this. All these young people in here, most young people in here, don't know nothing about community. They have no idea about community. Some of the, 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 the younger to the middle-agers don't know nothing about community. But if you're 50 years old and older, you know about community. Mom told me a story a while back. Mom told me, Mom told me that all the kids in the would get out and play. There was no there was no Xbox. There was no Nintendo. There was no four-wheelers or three-wheelers. Hello. There was sticks and stones and they broke bones. Amen. Man, all the kids got together and they went to some place in the community. But here's the, what I want to show you. It didn't matter where in the community was, there was an eye watching you. Because if you was in my grandmother's, my mom's mom, if you was around her house, she was watching you. And she would whoop you just as fast as your mama would. Do I have a witness from the older folks? Mom, can you, do you remember any names? Can you, let's, let's talk about community. Give me a name, give me a name. Miss Fountain. Aunt. Okay, give me another. Miss Bradford. Miss, uh-huh. And you know what? If Aunt Maud or Miss Bradford or Miss White whooped you, you got another one when you got home. I need a witness. Listen, this neighborhood watch program, it didn't just start. Hello. Everybody knew everybody. Everybody helped everybody. If somebody had a car wreck, everybody in the community would gather food and take it over. I need a witness. You know what? That's what God wants in the church. But you know what? Most of our young people today don't even know who their neighbor is. Now, for whatever reason, you know, you can say whatever. I know we're in that time. I know we're in that time. We're in that time where we won't talk to our neighbor. We'll wave at them. But we we may know their name, but that's about as far as we get. Are y'all with me? I mean, really, really, we don't, there's no sense of community, especially with our young people. But the problem with that is, the problem, for whatever reason how it got that way, the problem with that is that mentality has come into the church. And we are all individuals. But we don't understand that when you get saved, when you are born again, you are in the same family. We have the same father. The same family, the same function, one day the same future. But we come in as individuals and we sit and we, we enjoy and we, and, we, and, we, and, we, and we watch and we, we check out things, but that's as far as we'll go with it because I'm not real. We take the same attitude we have with our neighbors as we do in the church and that's why we don't know nobody. Wonder why ain't I getting everything I need to get out of this thing? Are y'all with me? I don't need the fellowship. Yeah, you do. Yes, you do. Community. Imagine, imagine back in the fifties when you didn't lock doors. 
listen, windows open. You didn't worry about your kids because whatever area of the community was, you know that that warden would watch them. And there was a sense of one got down, something happened, the house burnt down. Whew, man, everybody in the what the church is supposed to be let me describe it if you're taking notes which I highly encourage you to do number one I want you to see the creation of community the creation of community it's in verse number 41 I believe it's verse 41 says and they that gladly received his word is that verse 41 look here church watch here then they that gladly received his word were baptized, and the same day there were added unto them. That is a key word. Added unto them. Who's the them? It's the 120 that were praying. It was the early, the early church, the first believers. It was the core of the early church. God added 3,000 under that 120. Are y'all with me? There's three things we find in this verse, in the creation of community. How did God create community in the early church? How did he create a Christian community together. It was through three ways. One, belief. B, baptism. C, belonging. I'd use that. I use that as alliteration purposes. Belief, baptism, belonging. All that is is salvation, baptism, church membership. Salvation, baptism, church membership. How does God create community? He has the local New Testament church. There's no such thing as a long-ranger Christian. There's no such thing as being a, a roving Christian. God wants you hooked up somewhere. He wants you to be a part, a member of a local assembly, a local Bible-preaching, Bible-teaching fellowship of Christ. Say amen. There's no such thing as that. Listen, there's no such thing as, well, I just go everywhere. I just visit around. No, that is an orphan. That is an orphan. You need a family. You need somewhere to belong. You need somewhere to belong. Listen, visitors say, the community says, that church. Visitors say, this church. But members say, my church. And God created community with salvation, baptism, and church membership. You need all three of them important? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. If you just got saved and that's all you've done, that's not enough. You need to get in that baptistry. You need to get baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. You say, I need that to go to heaven? No, sir. But you need it to be right on earth. What is salvation? That is when I got saved. Listen, belief, besides they that gladly received his word, they believed in the gospel and they got saved. Then, but listen, baptism is identifying. See, in that day, they didn't have the fancy baptistry like we have today. In that day, they'd go to the biggest part of the river. They'd go to the biggest part right there in the middle of town. I'm telling you, right there in front of God and country and everybody. I mean, you would get baptized right in what you were doing. I'm identifying myself with this group of people. Do you realize many Jews were kicked out of their families because they identified with Christ? They identified with a church. I feel preached right there. I'm telling you, when you stand up there and you get baptized, you're not just getting wet all over. You're 
standing and saying, I'm testifying publicly that I'm a believer in Christ. I am dead with Christ, raised to live in the newness of life. I'm identifying with the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord. I'm identifying with every believer in this assembly. Hey, I am one of y'all. Hallelujah. I love being a member of this place. I love being connected, belonging to this place. Listen, God, not man, but God created community. He did it with salvation, baptism, and church membership. Right there in that verse. It's all there. The Bible says, and they gladly received his word, that's salvation, and was baptized, baptism, and the Lord added unto them, that's church membership. Well, I tell you, I can be a good Christian and not be a man. No, not you. what Bible are you reading? Because it's not in mine. Listen, he wants you to be connected. Why? Because he wants you part of the community. Are y'all with me? That's the creation of community. Number two. Number two. Not only do we see in verse 41 the creation. Does everybody understand that? How God created and got that all together? This is how he started it. Through through salvation, baptism, and church membership. All right. Uh, then number two. Not only do we see, not only do we see the 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 uh, what I say the creation of community, but then number two, don't you see the commitment? The commitment of community. Watch what the Bible says. Some people get saved and stop there. Some people get saved and baptized, and stop there. There are a lot of people that say never been baptized, never joined a church. That's that's sad. That's sad. That's like that's like getting briars vanilla and not getting no chocolate and sprinkles. I mean, what's the use? Are y'all with me? I mean, if I'm going to get it, I want the whole deal. I want everything. But they get saved, but they don't go no further. But then there's some that get saved, but then they get baptized, but that's about as far. But then there's some get saved and baptized, and they even join the church, but they don't go no further. But not in the community. Not in the beginning. Not in the early church. No, sir, that wasn't enough for them. Because in verse 42, it said, and they continued. Say that with me. And they, they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and breaking of bread and in prayers. You mean there's more to this thing than just getting saved? Yes, sir. Do you mean there's more to this thing than just getting baptized? Yes, ma'am. There's more to this thing than just joining church? Absolutely. What do you mean? we got to continue. We've got a responsibility. The Bible says, teach and preach to every creature. Tell them about me when they get saved. Then you got to teach them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you to do. What do you mean? If you're going to be in the community, you need to know what it means to be community. They were committed. They were committed in the community. There was three things. There was three things they were committed to. Number one, or A, under this. I'm doing this quick, y'all. I got four points and three subs under each one. Y'all better write fast. A, they were committed to following the Scripture. You know what what sets this place apart? I heard this on a CD, a real good one, and I never thought about it. I never thought about it until I heard it on this CD. A good friend of mine gave me. But you know what you you need to look for in a good church, whether it's going to be a good church or not? Whether the people bring the Bible or not. 
Because if you go into a church and nobody's got their Bible, most likely they ain't been using it. Hello. And if you want to go even deeper than that, if you want to even go deeper than that, do they bring their Bibles and something to write with? I like it when I see this. I like it. Now listen, if you want to please your pastor, you don't have to take notes. Just bring a notebook and a pencil and act like you're taking notes. Man, you'll have everybody fooled. Say amen. Listen, they were committed to following the Scripture. It's amazing to me the people that come in here and they want to be entertained, but they don't want to be edified. I mean, well, I, I, I don't like that. Well, that's what the Bible says. Well, I don't care. Well, what do you think you was going to hear when you got here? I mean, it ain't like this is the Moose Lodge. I mean, this is not the Rotary Club. This is the house of God. I mean, if you didn't expect to hear the word of God, what? I don't understand that. They were committed, continued steadfastly. In other words, they persevered. You know what that means? It wasn't easy for them. And I know this stuff just didn't come automatically. It didn't just come naturally. There's some things that come naturally, but there's a lot of things that don't. I don't jump out of my bed every morning and say, Woo, let's get down to business and pray. I'm digging boogers out my eyes. Amen. <laughs> Sorry, Miss Kathy. Amen. <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. Now, do y'all just jump up and just want to pray? Y'all just jump up and run. Man, I tell you, let's jump into the Word. I tell you, the hardest thing for me in reading my Bible is just starting. Now, once I get started, I can roll with it, but just getting started. <laughs> now, I know I see all halos all over the place. Yeah, I know y'all just, I mean, y'all just, just, I mean, just don't even have to have an alarm. Just jump up and, that didn't come naturally. That's why the Bible said they continued steadfastly. They did whatever it took to make it happen. And what? The apostles' doctrine. Doctrine. I heard, a, I heard a person that's very popular on TV today. Don't want to say nothing negative. Want to be positive about everything. And he said this. I'm not teaching doctrine. I said, amen. You know, doctrine includes the good and the bad. The positive and the negative. You can't have a thou shalt without having a thou shalt not. Are y'all with me? Listen, they were committed following the scriptures B they were committed to fellowshipping of the saints the Bible said uh, they continued steadfastly in the apostles doctrine and fellowship getting together you know if you enjoy hanging around the lost crowd more than you do the saved crowd you got a problem there's something wrong somewhere I have friends that are lost I have I have friends that are lost and 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 I I will, I will spend time with them and, and do what I can to win them. But, son, nothing compares to when I hang around God's people. They just ain't nothing can compare to it. There's no way. I yearn to do that. I enjoy being around God's people. They help me be a better Christian. That Listen, I enjoy being with them, and I hope they enjoy being with me, but they were committed to it. What does that mean? They made time to fellowship. Boy, isn't that something in the day of the Blackberry? How many of y'all seen that commercial? With that, with that, the, the lady, the lady got the three little kids, a boy and, and a young girl, and then the little girl. 
said, I want to get with you. I said, and the boy said, no, I ain't got, I got this schedule and that schedule. I'm making work you in. Anybody seen that commercial? And then the, and then the, and then the, uh, uh, the littlest girl, she's a little bitty thing. And she says, Mom, I think I can move some things around and work you in. And I've seen that, and it's, it's funny, but the sad part, it's true. We are so busy, we're so scheduled to the max that we don't even have time for God's people. And we're losing our sense of community. The Bible said they continue steadfastly. They made time for not only following the Scriptures, but fellowship with the saints. But then, see, faithfulness and supplication. What was the last thing in that verse? And in prayer. There's something when God's people get together and start praying for each other. Shane, you reckon God answers prayer, son? Shane's nephew, Shane's nephew was in a bad way, and, and we've been texting around, getting everybody to pray and pray and pray, and, and that little fellow's going to have to have heart surgery. And how old is he? Three weeks old. Don't have to have heart surgery. Bad deal. Couldn't breathe on a respirator, so forth. They said, well, they didn't come to a conclusion. They're going to have to have surgery. Well, they called in another specialist. He came in. Now, this was after we started praying. Come in. Shane called me Friday, Thursday. 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 Called me preacher. And when it, when I seen his number and I heard him on the, on the, on, I missed the call the first time. And he said, preacher, I need you to call me. What do you think I thought? Oh, something bad done happened. Man, my heart sank to my toes. Oh, no. Oh, man, please. You know, I called him. Preacher. Now, see, if it had been me. Woo! Man, let me tell you what God does. Preacher. I'm excited. I didn't know it was good or bad. He said, preacher, he said the specialist came in one last time before they was going. He said he couldn't find nothing wrong. Everything's fine. And the little fella's going home. Isn't that cool? Listen, they, they continued in prayer. In prayer. Then number three. What was number one? What was number one? Hey, Chris. Don't, don't let me forget to use my, my illustration. I may forget, but don't let me forget. If I even have an invitation, let's do the presentation. All right. What was I say? Number one. What was number one? The, the creation. Can everybody see that, how God created community? All right, then number two. They, we see the, the commitment in community. Number three. Number three, I want you to see the cooperation in community. What did they start doing? The Bible says, let me, let me, let me go up. And, and, and read the verse. This is all verse by verse, y'all. I mean, it, it don't get any more homiletical than this right here. Verse 43. And fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. And all that believed were, they were, and had all things common. Now watch what happened. And sold their possessions and goods, and parted them to all men as every man had need. I want you to see three things under cooperation of community. I want you to see A, I want you to see the deeds that are accomplished. The deeds that are accomplished. The Bible says in verse number 
43. And fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. Do you know what would happen if we started acting as a community, a Christian community inside our church? Do you imagine how many big things God could do for you and me? Can you imagine how God would get tickled with what's happening here and He would start moving in power and glory in this place? The Bible says that many signs and wonders were done. Why? Because community began to cooperate with one another. Do you know when you start cooperating, uh, the effect and the, the amount that you can get accomplished is magnified? It is, not, it is not added to, it is magnified. What do you mean? I can do a certain amount. Two people can do a certain amount. But when you put four or five people, you can do times what you could do before. There's things that can happen and take place. The deeds that are accomplished. Then look, B, I want you to see the devotion that's apparent. The Bible says they were all together. They were all together. If you'll go in, in, verse, in, 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 in chapter number 2, in the very first verses, the Bible says they were in one mind and one accord. One mind and one accord. You know what's great about community? They're together. They're together. They're thinking the same thing. They're wanting the same thing. They enjoy the same thing. They're, listen, that koinonia is the word for fellowship here, but it means uh, something centered, the commonality around an object. What is that? Christ and the cause of Christ. They were devoted to one another. They cared about one another. They ate together. They spent time together. They worked together. There was devotion that was apparent. But not only that, see, I want you to see the distribution applied. They found some that had need. Now let me say this before I go any further. I know what some of y'all are going to think, but this it's not the deal because this was temporary. This is not Christian communism. This is not Christian communism. How do you know? Because it was all voluntary. They were not doing it out of force. They were doing it out of love. I don't believe in the redistribution of wealth. I believe if a man works hard, listen, he sacrifices and does all that, and he gains wealth in his situation, I don't believe the government ought to stick their hands in his wealth and gives it to somebody who's sorry and won't go work. That's just my opinion. I usually don't give it in this place at this time, but it works right there. I, I read, a, somebody sent me a, a deal about that. One, one young lady, and I'm not even going to affiliation of what political party, but the young lady was different thinking than the, the, the dad. Dad worked hard all his life, and, 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 well, the young lady went to a liberal college and, and, and grew up thinking that, you know, this was bad, her dad was bad, and blah, blah, blah. And, and, and the, father, the father said, honey, how's your grade? Well, I got a 4.0. My GPA is great. So how you? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm not doing I don't even have time for a boyfriend. I don't go out. I don't go to parties. I don't, I, listen, I, I spend all my time studying. I've worked real hard for this. Very proudly. And, and he said, I know that. That's great. And, I went, and I'm glad you have. That's what, exactly what I taught you. Well, how's Susie? That was the girl's best friend. How's her GPA? Ooh. It ain't no count whatsoever. 
It's only like a two point, I think a 2.0. Hers was 4.0, Susie's a 2.0. And, and why is it? Well, she's partying all the time. She's going out on it, so never study, don't never spend no time studying. That's why, I tell you, that's why she's doing so bad in school. Well, the dad said, well, why don't you give one of your points to her? That way y'all both have three. No! I've worked hard for mine. She hadn't worked. I wish I could read the rest, but I don't want to make nobody mad. Look here. It's not about taking from the rich and giving to the poor. It's about in the community, people seeing a need and sacrificing to meet it. That's all it is. I've heard people try to teach communism out of this chapter. That is not communism. Communism was forced on people. And any and matter of fact, by the way, in order to make communism work, you have to teach atheism. One of the first rules of communism is to teach people there is no God. I need a witness. Listen, anywhere communism went, God had to go. Now, if you study your history anytime, you know I'm telling the truth. This is not Christian communism. This is people who had love and cared for one another and who took what they had and sacrificed and were able to meet the needs of others. Now, you say, how do you know this was temporary? How do you know this was done strictly voluntary? Because the Bible says later on that Ananias and Sapphira went and sold a certain possession, kept back part of the money, basically trying to make a good impression on the other people around him and lied to the Holy Ghost. And God told Peter, Peter said, why are you lying to God? Wasn't it yours to keep? You didn't have to give nothing. It was strictly voluntary. Hello. But here's the deal. What are we taking from this? We need to take from this that community takes care of their own. Community, if it takes sacrifice, hey, we'll all get together. The barn burns down. Let's all come together and build the barn. Anybody ever been in a barn raising? Anybody ever been in something like that? Yeah. How about how about maybe maybe something happened and 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 uh, hey, this is this is so this is just a couple when the, when the fire took place in Ashley, brother brother Privet, when you went over there, how many people from the community? Hundreds. You know why they saw a need, and I know of a lot of people that sacrificed monetarily to go do that. Brother Chad, you knew about that. Y'all were in that area. You knew about that situation. What happened? The community came together. Preacher, what are you getting at? I'm getting at this. If you don't get involved to the point that you're part of the community, living in that area doesn't make you part of community. But when you start mixing with folks, meeting folks, are y'all with me? Getting to know folks, helping folks, that is community. Not being in the vicinity. Does that make sense? All right, number four. Last of all, and I got something to show you and we're going to pray. What was number one? Say it back to me real loud. Number two. Number three. All right, write this one down. Number four, the characteristics of community. What do we see? Look at the next verse, the very next verse. The Bible says this in verse 46. And they continually, daily with one accord in the temple. That is faithfulness. A, what are the characteristics of community? They were faithful going to the temple. The faithfulness they expressed. They continuing daily with one accord in the temple. 
But then it says, And breaking bread from house to house did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart. That is the feeling they enjoyed. You know what? I just got to say something right there. If you don't know the feeling of hanging out with a bunch of Christians, now let me say this, because I know you probably hung out with Christians that didn't act like Christians. I'm talking about sure enough, God's people. I ain't talking about going around, sneaking around, drinking beer and everything else. There's people that claim that. That ain't, that ain't Christian. I don't care who you are. That ain't Christian. When they get together, you know what they got? They got we, me and Brother John and Brother Donnie got together the other day, and, 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 and uh, Brother Calvert and some others. And You know what we all talked about? Church. God. A message. What God is doing. Man, what, what's going to And it's, we can't help it. It's it's fun. Man, there's joy. Buchanan, would you say some of the most fun you've ever had has been around God's people? Just been around God's people. And but see, what happens is there's some folks that come and you're in the shadows of the community. I live in the battleground community. That fits, don't it? I go down the road right there in front of the battleground schoolhouse and there's a guy on the right side with an American flag and a cannon pointing that way. And then you go down a little bit and, and, and there's another gentleman who's got my same last name and he's got a Confederate flag and a cannon pointing that way. Me and Tammy went and looked at that property. I said, I don't know about this. But they're always having community things. Community bean suppers. Community whatever. Community car show. Community quilting something. Uh, community yard sale. And here's the deal. I'm in the community. Now, before you crucify me, I ain't going to no yard sale. I ain't going to no car show. And I don't, I don't know as many people in the community. I'm there. I live in the vicinity, but I'm really not part of the community. But you know what? All the mothers that get together regularly, they know who that person is and that person is. Well, so-and-so lives there and so-and-so back. But, well, so-and-so son bought that right there. And, 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 and. What are you saying? Just because you show up and sit here Sunday morning, that don't make you part of the community. We're doing things to help create community. These fellowship times. These fellowship times that we're making, it's helped to create community. We, we talked last week about an idea about moving and having a, a supper right after church on Sunday mornings for a Sunday night crowd that have to drive off so far and then come back uh, uh, and, and then have the afternoon service right after that meal. And, and, and I, I was thinking, man, that would be great to help create community. That would be another avenue to help people find fellowship. We have the Bible study classes, our Sunday school program. What is that? That small group so you can get involved and be a part of the... You just want me to be... it? No, I want you to experience joy. I want you to experience gladness and singleness of heart. You know what the word singleness means? Smooth. I thought, God, what a smooth heart. 
then I got to thinking, how many of y'all like when things go smooth? That's basically peace. They had gladness and peace of heart. And then watch this. Not only we see the faithfulness they expressed, the feeling they enjoyed, but watch this. The favor they established. The Bible said they had favor with all people. Favor. Favor. What is a favor? It goes with the word favorite. Favorite. You have certain clothes, but some are your favorite. You have certain food, but some is your favorite. Now, I eat certain things that Tammy makes. Well, I eat all the things Tammy makes. Let me correct that. Uh, That didn't come out right. Uh, Baby, you know I eat everything. Don't. Chris, how do you get out of this? Give the illustration. All right. Appreciate y'all's ministry there, bro. But there are some things that she makes that's my favorite. Now, preacher, what are you saying? You know what? I believe they in that verse, the Bible was teaching us that this became their favor. They had favor with all the people. The people began to favor getting together and meeting and experiencing community. But I don't believe we'll just have favor amongst ourselves. I believe we'll have favor with God. Because the Bible says, And the Lord added to the church David, such as should be saved. Church, say amen. All right, got an illustration and we'll pray. All right? All right. These are two types of churches and church people. All right? This is the, we'll just say the bag is the church building. Are y'all with me? I'm almost done. I promise you, I'm almost done. This is the last hoorah right here. All right? Let's say, let's say this is the church. And these are the people. And Lord knows we ain't got no steeple. Amen. All right. Now look. Y'all with me? Look at these, look at these people. This represents different people. In, in, in church today. This represents different people in church today. What does that remind you of? A marble. All right? They don't sell marbles no more because it's choking hazard, so we had to go with something else. But that's what I meant for it to be as a marble. All right? Now, uh, can you tell me a little bit about what that feels like to you, Brother uh, O'Neill and Brother Barry? Is that soft, pliable, or is it it's smooth? It's hard, hard, clear, Okay. All about the same, right? Okay. Well, what happens is these type people, when they get together, there's always a backslider in every bunch right there. Steve, is that you right there? All right. Now, I wouldn't have said that unless you raised your hand. All right. Now, watch what happens. Here we go. Life goes on. How many, how many of y'all know life can get rocky? Life can get hard. Amen? And sometimes life just applies pressure. I mean, things just get tough, and the pressure is on. All right? Watch what these type of people. What is it? 
still the same. Before or after. Comes in hard, leaves hard. Comes in one way and leaves the same way. This one may ricochet off the others, but this one didn't have an effect on this one. And this one didn't have an effect on this one. None of them had an effect on each other. That would be a sad way to go to church. But see, but church can be like this. If I don't break my neck. Right here. What's that? What's that, Brother O'Neill? What's that, Brother Barry? That's pretty good stuff, ain't it? We got purple ones and red ones. My, I'm hungry. And green ones. Now, no, Dad, you can't have none. All right, now watch. Look. Look at the difference. I'm going somewhere, I promise. I'm eating the car and get, all right. Now watch. Y'all hear that? Watch. What's the difference? This one's hard, but this one's... Uh, ooh, wrong one. All right. How many of y'all know life is hard? Life has pressure. Don't life get tough sometimes? Huh? What? Man, I just, it gets rough. Divorce happens. Death happens. Disease happens. Boy, life just comes against the church. Now, what can you imagine has happened? This one was pressed together with this one. And this one got all over that one. And that one got all over that one. And what was in the heart of this one affected the heart of this one. Give me some, give me some tissue. What's the point of that? If you're coming in and not being affected by the life of somebody else. That's not community. Your life. Now, what, what's the great thing? What's the great thing about this is? If your heart is soft and pliable. <laughs> but if your heart is hard, ain't nobody going to tell me what to do. I'm my own person. I'm my own individual. Nobody else will be able to have an effect on you. I promise you this, when the life and the thermostat in life turns up and the heat is on, you need me and I need you. Give God praise and glory. Listen, we're doing things in this church and we're going to continue to do things to create community. We're going to be having fellowships and things and 
and we have these small groups, these Bible study classes, these Sunday school classes for you to get involved in. Why? So your life can affect somebody else. And somebody else's life can affect yours. I can't tell you how many times, Brother Doyle, your life affected mine. Brother Chris, I can't tell you how many times your life affected mine. Brother Donnie, your life has affected mine in different ways and different things that's happened down through these years. I can't imagine what my life would have been like if I hadn't been part of this community. Listen, I want every head bowed and every eye closed. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Preacher, I want to be part of the community. How does that happen?